Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear viewers. Thank you for joining us today on our fourth episode of the Rafa the Roundtable. Today we are doing live open QA. And thank you again for joining. I hope you're in good health and in good iman. And inshallah ta'ala, I'd like to introduce our guests here again. I have across the table with me Brother uh, Ali Habib. And on the left here, I have uh, Brother David. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, brothers. Unfortunately, we have a, a delay from our fourth guest, uh, Ahmed Shakuri. Inshallah, he'll be with us soon. But we can get started, inshallah ta'ala. I'd like to uh, welcome the uh, live chat viewers. Today, we're going to be interacting with them, um, not exclusively, but uh, Twitter as well. And uh, we'll be taking questions. If you do have any questions, please uh, feel free to comment in the live chat. We are going to be picking and selecting some, as well as the ones that have been already posted up uh, on our social media accounts. So uh, let's get it started, inshallah, bismillah. Um, we have a question here, if uh, Subhan can put it up for us. Uh, just uh, before, can we remind that uh, we got our Patreon? Yes. And if someone can support us to make yes. our show and so on. Yes, inshallah. Actually, uh, there's something else I would want to say, actually, before, uh, instead of okay. Patreon, which is uh, our GoFundMe. Go yeah, yeah, GoFundMe account. So uh, the Patreon is still up, alhamdulillah. Um, we have um, uh, 20 uh, people that have signed up to that uh, uh, so far. And uh, if anyone is still able to sign up to that, we would uh, appreciate it. Uh, we are, we, there's actually some projects that have already begun due to the funds that the Patreons have, um, have been uh, donating. And if you're a Patreon, you will be able to um, access the post where we've informed the, uh, the viewers about that. So uh, may Allah uh, reward you and bless you for doing so. But I, I do want to announce something different today, which is our GoFundMe uh, campaign. And the GoFundMe campaign is uh, in order to uh, have re more regular podcasts and live shows. We've had a brilliant feedback from the viewers uh, regarding this show, the Rafa the Roundtable. Uh, and this has caused discussions to happen. Um, if Zipan, if you can just scroll up and just show them the, the, front, uh, the top of the page here. So this, uh, this campaign, we started it because um, we've had requests for more frequent podcasts and it's something that the team's discussed as well. Right now, it's been bi-weekly, every two weeks we've been uh, doing the Rafa the Roundtable. But we do want to do it more often. Um, that's uh, weekly live shows, uh, different types of live shows and podcasts as well, uh, not just in the format we're doing now. And if, if you go on uh, GoFundMe, yeah, the, the link, uh, you'll find it on our social media. Or you can just go on to GoFundMe and type in uh, uh, the Rafa, the foundation, or Rafa, they would definitely come up. And the reason we're, we're, we're doing this uh, campaign is because right now, if you read it, it will, it will explain it to you there, we're actually relying on uh, FedEx TV's equipment. And they obviously are very busy. They have a lot of live shows. We're very limited in the amount of time we can use their equipment. Um, so we're not able to, um, for example, prepare uh, better for the podcast, uh, resolve technical issues, uh, improve the show, the format, the graphics, as well as do more regular live shows. We're, we're unable to do these things because we don't have the equipment ourselves. So that's what this initiative is. And uh, we've had uh, great feedback. There's uh, a whole bunch of people that have supported us and donated, and it's reached £780 of a goal of £3,500. So if anyone's able to, from the live chat, from the viewers, to support us and uh, chip in, I think the five it's a minimum of £5, I believe. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, we'll have definitely, inshallah, uh, brand new shows that uh, you can look forward to if we do succeed in this campaign so uh, inshallah ta'ala and uh, 
mail award or those who have donated. Jumping into the first question, and this is um, from Twitter from Ammar um, Abidali, I think his name he's written here. And uh, the question, is there a good English translation of the Quran without Bekri-influenced mistranslations? And uh, by Bekri, if anyone's not familiar, it's obviously the so-called Sunnis. Uh, who wants to take this question? Yeah, we'll take it. Go ahead. So yes, we 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 have some. There's many of them actually, but we I found this one, which is the the one we use it, which is from uh, said Mr. Mohammed Ali, which is a Shia clerk from uh, India. Do you want to hold it up to the to the camera? Yeah, this one. Uh, just back a bit, back a bit. Yeah, yeah, a bit higher. Sorry, a bit higher because there's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the book you're recommending. It's a Shia yeah. translation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can find on the website, which is Kurwanusa.org. Uh, we we can put the the link to the description if someone wants. Maybe uh, if you have the link, send it to me. I can drop it in the chat for for the viewers. Okay, okay, I will send you. Um, so this is the the good a good Shia translation. Yeah, from the Holy Quran, which is I recommend it. Oh, just as as a clause, I think we we don't know much about the author in order to, for example, condone uh, uh, to. Uh, recommend him as an author, as an individual, or you know what yeah. he stands for, his beliefs. But from what we know, he's a Shia uh, sheikh. Yeah, so yeah, inshallah, yeah. surely yes. Um, it's still better than the Bakri one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the view is uh, is looking for. You you will find a few others as well, but I think this is the one that we had here in the in the mosque that we can that we can put forward. Use it, yes. And we got also uh, the Quran made simple, which is a tafsir, which is not uh, the Quran exactly. It's for the last. Uh, just hold it up again, David. Yep. So, what's the title of the book? The Quran made easy. The Quran made simple. Simple, sorry. Simple. The Quran made simple, and then, yeah. And who's it by? Uh, so it was a tafsir of the last. Uh, last I think yes, it is uh, from uh, Muhammad Shirazi, which is very very good for people who want mm. to begin to study in, like in the deep the Quran, mm. which is the very good one. It's only the volume ten, but the. Inshallah, with your support, maybe we can able to translate the the rest of the all of this volume. Yeah. and actually, um, the Patreons who have uh, signed up to the bookworm tier have yeah. actually received these books, or oh, we've yeah. sent them out now, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we sent it this month. So there, so the Patreons from the bookworm are receiving this book for the December gift, and uh, we do send a, a new book every month. So. Again, I, I urge anyone who's uh, listening to, so, to sign up to our Patreon. You get books like this. And it's quite a thick book, isn't it? Show us the side of it. It's quite a thick book. Do you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. show us the side of the book? Yeah. It's quite a thick book. And uh, it's uh, it's a brilliant book. It's a tafsir book. And it's uh, obviously, as the title says, made simple. Yeah, it's, it's 400 pages. Easy to understand. 400 pages, mashallah. mashallah. And I'll just add a comment to you because you said that's volume 10. So where are the other nine volumes? The From what, from what I've heard, David... Yeah. Is that the other nine volumes are already in English? Yeah, okay. But they haven't been reviewed nor published. Yeah. And I don't know where they are actually. I, I'm trying to <laughs> locate them right now <laughs> because these these other nine volumes need to be published. They're very important. So yep. maybe that's something we can do. Um, inshallah ta'ala. I'm trying to hunt down these yep. uh, these uh, precious uh, translations. Very important. Inshallah ta'ala. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Inshallah ta'ala. If uh, Subhan can uh, get that up. Um, <clears throat> why is keeping a um, why is keeping a bi- actually no let, let's go let's go for let's go for the question after that Subhan uh, sorry if I'm causing you a bit of uh, chaos uh, the one the question by Al Farooq let's go into that 
Uh, I'll read it out while uh, Sepan gets that up on the screen. Why are you following this fake religion? Uh, sorry, before I read this, just for the YouTube chat, uh, anyone who's got a question, please uh, throw it in. I already see some question coming in and I'll, I'll probably jump through that after this one. Uh, why are you following uh, this fake religion? That's a heavy start. Um, you claim to be Shia of Imam Ali salam. That's from myself. And somehow this makes you on the right path. But this was not possible during the Prophet's time. Mm, there were no Shia in the Prophet's time. So why do you insist on this misguidance? Can I answer that? It's, uh, it's worded in an interesting way. And uh, it's a fair question, I guess. I, I pondered this question myself uh, before I converted and I've heard it a number of times. But go ahead, Brother Ali. Sure. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. There was no Shias at the time of the Prophet? Apparently. Are you sure about that's, that? That's what Al Farooq says. The questioner. <laughs> there was Shias at the time of the Prophet. Peace be upon him. As Al Dhahabi says in Sayyid Alam al Nubala and all of these other uh, biography sources of the companions. But I will, I will mention a companion that they probably have never heard of. They mm. all they don't the, the Shias of the companions. They don't have the, the the actual companions of the Holy Prophet. The actual companions, not the so-called companions. They would hear Abu Bakr, Uthman, Abu Huraira definitely will be out there. Mm. But they wouldn't hear the likes of Qudayr al-Dabbi, for example. Mm-hmm. Qudayr al-Dabbi was a Rafidi from the start, mm. from the very beginning. One could search his name. Tell he's, he's he's there in in Sirah Adam and Nubala. Just type in if you have if you can if you're an Arabic speaker. You can you can have access to his biography. You can see this, yeah, and it's not something that is blind. It's not something that is hidden. I would say, Qudayr al-Dabbi was one of the companions of, of Amir al-Mu'minin salam, and he was from the companions of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. And Bukhari re- rejected his narrations because he was a Shi'i, because he was a Shi'i. Once Qudayr al-Dabbi, Allah Taala was ill. He was sick. So he left to he. This is the time of the prophets. Bear in mind, this is at, at the time of the holy prophet, peace be upon him. Yeah, he was ill in Medina, so he went and he to his house for days, praying and etc. He was he had a heavy fever. Looks like it. One of the other companions of the holy prophet, um, maybe it was Amr ibn al-As, or one of the other companions. My memory does not serve me, unfortunately. He went to the door of Qudayr uh, al-Dabi to visit him, as you know, it's Sunnah, to visit the ill. Mm-hmm, yeah, so he went to his house, and uh, you know, before the doors were not metal doors, or you know, they were see-through doors. If if there were doors, if not curtains, at the time, um, so one could hear what's inside the house. Right. One could hear what's going inside the house. Qudayr al-Dabi was heard by this companion, by this companion. He was heard in his tashahud while he was praying. He was saying, "Assalamu ala nabiyyi wal wasi." Allah. Assalamu ala nabi the prophets, and the wasi, wasi nabi the successor of the holy prophets, and the ra- the rawi says that sahabi he says I would uh, I I since then I did not uh, visit him abada, mm-hmm. and I did not go to him after that ever again. Mm-hmm. So there was no Shias at the time of the prophet peace be upon him. Where the is Shias this? Where is this? Are from the roots. Where is this found? It's found in many all the sources. Yani one could just this search a, his a, name. A known, no, there is a Dur al Manthur. Mm. What is reported There is Sir Alam al-Nubala There's many Aslan, There's another one for and, example. They, uh, and they accept this This yeah, uh, yeah. story you mentioned yeah, yeah. It's not disputed no, no, no. No. This is not disputed I would mm-hmm. not uh, yani, 
I'm I'm sure of this. Mm. I'm sure of this. I have mm. not checked the asanid of this. Mm. However, this is yani it's there. It's yes. still Alam and the We're speaking about Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. Yani. Well known book. This is not disputed at all because I've checked this myself. A person called Abu Tufail, Amr ibn Wathirat al Layfi, Al Kinani, Ay Rafidi, Jeld. Yani that man is a proper rejectionist. A man who is uh, يعني, mm. uh, top for the high ranks. We look up to this man. Mm. يعني, we, are, we are like students or not. We are children to, to this man. He was, he was from the companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Yeah. And he remained loyal to Amir al-Mu'mineen. And the likes of him, Uthman ibn Mad'un, yeah. Burayd al-Aslami. This is, that's the last one. That's the last sure, companion that, sure. I mention, that I will mention. Go ahead. Burayd al-Aslami, radiyallahu anhu, was a mutashayya at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him. He became Shia at the time of the Prophet. Yeah. Burayd al-Aslami was from the group of Khalid ibn Walid, Abu Bakr, Umar, and the, and the likes of them. And he went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to, to speak against Ali, to speak bad against Ali, to يعني, um, complain to the Prophet about what Ali has done in one of the battles or mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. maghazi. Mm-hmm. He went to the Prophet uh, complaining to Ali, the, the Prophet naharahu, يعني, he, the, the Prophet replied to him in, 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 a, in a harsh manner. This is Amir al-Mu'mineen you, you, are, you, are, you are speaking about in this way. You are speaking about in this way. You are saying this about uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib. Uh, and he, he dhakar, the Prophet mentioned the merits of Imam Ali alayhi salam. Yeah. And then Burayda radhuanallah alayhi became Shi'i then. He says, now I know my religion. He says, now I know my, now my religion has become clear to me. I was fooled. I was from Abu Bakr's, Umar, Abu Bakr and Umar's group, Khalid ibn Walid's group. Now I know my religion. Now I know... My, uh, let me take my shahada again. This is what Sheikh Al Habib mentioned. Mm. He says, "Let me take my shahada again," and he did, and he did. He took it, his shahada again mm. to, to to renew his faith because the the faith without the wilayah of Amir al Mu'minin alayhi salam mm. is incomplete. It's an incomplete uh, faith. It's in, yeah. incomplete Islam. Of course, of course. have your wilayah to Amir al Mu'minin. Follow the companions. Follow. The, the Sahaba, Abu Tufayl, uh, Amr ibn Wathira, Khudayr al-Dabbi, Ammar ibn Yasir, Jundr ibn Janad, Al-Miqdad. Follow these companions, these companions. Uthman ibn Mad'un, these companions. Follow them, Be, stick to your word as to follow, following the companions and you will find uh, the complete faith, inshaAllah. InshaAllah. Uh, so Al-Farooq, it seems like they were Shia during the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him and his family. Because uh, Al Farooq is the title of Amir al Mu'minin alayhi salam. I hope, I hope that's who, well, between two brackets. Seems like he may be, be subscribing, uh, ascribing it to someone else, mm. as, as is commonly known. Uh, many titles of Amir al Mu'minin alayhi salam, unfortunately, been he's hijacked. A, he's a distinguisher. How do you say it in right? Al, al, al the distinguisher. The, the distinguisher. Yeah, 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 yeah. From truth and truth. Of course, of course. Yeah. So, uh, brother, if you are sincere, then uh, I ask you to refer back to the. Narration that uh, Brother Ali Habib has mentioned and uh, continue your investigation. So let's go for the next question. Um, before I, before I, I got another Twitter question, but before we put the Twitter one, I want to just take from the YouTube chat. Uh, Kata Kata is asking, when will there be more content exposing the Nasabi channels? Um, depends who you're referring to when you say the Nasabi channels. Um, I don't think there's many Nasabi channels that are worth replying to. Um, but again, it depends. I mean, if you if you ask us as a team our position on who uh, who we should reply to and uh, if it's worth replying to, I mean, we're we're in a place where we're considering to do certain replies. And of course, 
you um, viewers should be aware you know following our channel and knowing the way we go about things we're not a channel that's you know just drama for the sake of drama um, there has been some back and forth recently which you can see that we've we've put some videos up of Zulfiqar which has been going back and forth between us and the the quote-unquote Sunni defense channel uh, but when we do replies, we do replies that are necessary and, and uh, important to do. And uh, we feel that there's a benefit in it. Uh, we we don't... Um, why I'm mentioning this, because this question has come to me a lot through, for example, our WhatsApp and, and other means. People are very eager on us replying to these uh, different types of uh, channels. Um, uh, but we don't want to fall into the trap where we're just replying for the sake of replying, for the drama, for attention, for whatnot. Obviously, attention for the sake of getting the word of Ahl Bayt out there is, is important and is, is a viable strategy, but it does depend on a case-per-case case, case per case basis. So I'll leave it at that, and uh, hopefully, inshallah, you'll see some things soon that will be um, uh, beneficial for the uh, for the uh, khidmah and for the deen of Ahl Bayt and uh, I did have one. There was another quick question. Yeah, just <clears throat> I think Kata, Kata Kata is also asking that they want contact, content that is um, comparing, from what I understand here, Ali Alaysat, Imam Ali Alaysat versus Abu Bakr and Umar. For example, comparing the two uh, types of people, you know, seeing the character of Amir Mu'minin, I said, I'm comparing it to Abu Bakr and Umar to show the people, you know, who I'm elaborating from Kata Kata because she wrote it very simply, but <laughs> this is what I'm, I'm envisioning. It's a very important thing. We haven't. I don't think we've done like a direct comparison video, which is no. a big shortcoming. Aslan, is is Amir al Mu'minin to be compared with Abu Bakr and Umar? Yeah. Is that is that really is that? I mean, unfortunately, it's that, something that has that to be really, done. But is that really? Allah Ajib. Abu Bakr, Umar, are to be compared to with Amir al Mu'minin alayhi salam. We for Allah, us that's Allah, clear. Allah, for Allah, us that's question, clear. This question is is truly heart burning. Truly heart burning. I ask you a logical question. I respond to this. Abu Bakr and Umar are better than Amir al-Mu'minin according to the to the Bakri uh, religion, so-called Sunni religion. Mm. Yes, they're better than Amir al-Mu'minin, including Uthman. I ask you in 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 the prayer right now. Abu Bakr, when he prays, do you pray the same prayer as Abu Bakr? They would say yes. Abu Bakr, when he prays in his tashahud, does he not say Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad? Is it not something obligatory upon him? And if he does not say it, his salah is incomplete. Is, is, his salah is, un, is not valid. Is not valid. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it an obligation upon the Muslim, upon the, the one who prays to him to do, to does salah, mm. to, to send salawat upon the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his family, and his progeny. Mm -hmm. yani if, if Abu Bakr does not do that, his salah is, in, is not valid. Yet he is the best, better than the one who is being prayed upon. Yet he is better than the one who it is an obligation that he must pray upon in his salah. SubhanAllah. This is illogical. This is illogical. Without bringing evidences, without bringing reports, Ghadir, Hadith al-Manzila, all of these other reports, it's not even necessary. Just, just from a logical perspective, Abu Bakr needs to pray on Muhammad and his progeny. Amir al-Mu'nin is, is, is there. Yet he is better than him. Does Amir al-Mu'nin need to pray on Abu Bakr when he prays? No. Does he need to do that? No, of course. How is how is Abu Bakr better than Amir al-Mu'mineen then? Subhanallah. Abu Bakr needs it in order for his salah to be valid, he must pray on Amir al-Mu'mineen. Subhanallah. Brother Ali, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, it's it's the the evidence is so overwhelming. It's not that, you know, 
uh, some people imagine that we're saying Imam Ali salam is above Abu Bakr and Umar. They, it's as you say, there's no comparison, and it's so clear. It's it it doesn't take a genius to to figure that out, but it's just unfortunate because the Shia have done unfortunately not a good enough job in portraying this difference. We've done a lot in showing Amir al who he is, no doubt about it, but without a a, a clear comparison to show the big difference, then the people are not really digesting it or it's not really uh, becoming apparent. But let's move on to another question here. We have a Twitter question. Oh yes, SubhanAllah, who's this? MashaAllah. We have Brother Ahmed Chakuri on the table with us here. Um, uh, welcome Brother Ahmed and uh, inshallah everything is good and we're happy to have you with us. Thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum brothers everyone. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. Next question we have here is, um, I might throw this one at you now since you just uh, showed up. Uh, it's, uh, why is keeping a beard compulsory for men in Islam? Uh, if Subhan can get this up, it's a tweet that's come through. Um, why is keeping a beard compulsory for men in Islam? Should Islam not judge you on the way you act rather than the way you look? Will Allah really care if you keep hair on your chin or not? I'd say actually a fair question. Uh, mm. Go ahead. Well, yeah, it's an important question, and uh, it's something we get asked quite a lot. In a way, I've uh, I've had a lot of people in you know, coming and asking me about beard. Uh, well, first of all, Islam in general is a religion of absolute submission and acceptance. You know, if something is, uh, is has been told to uh, has been ordered to us to follow, we have to accept it. This means that when Islam makes it compulsory to do a certain act, Muslims should submit and accept. And if one truly believes or have full belief of uh, in Islam, he would not say that uh, he would not say that belief is held in the heart, but rather also manifest in actions through submitting and accepting uh, what the religion has uh, makes what what the religion has made compulsory. Keeping a beard, however, is not something the Prophet, peace be upon him, and upon his pure family, came with only as part of the Islam, of, of this religion. It was also in the other, uh, in the religions of the Prophets that came before uh, the Prophet, yeah. like for example, Prophet Ibrahim al Islam. It was one of the ten, uh, one of the ten things that was given to him, you know, that, and that he has to give it to his followers. And one of them was. Uh, one of the obligation was also keeping the beard, and uh, uh, even Prophet Adam Islam, everything. So they had. Uh, it's not something that has come from here. And also, uh, something that recently I came across was one of the articles uh, in uh, in a news uh, website that they say how when you shave the beard. And from the bacteria, sometimes it can it can happen, or you can get skin dryness or s stuff. How it could lead, God forbid, to to cancer uh, to the uh, to have skin cancer. So, Pamela, really? Yeah. Wow. It's uh, it's very interesting. Wow. And uh, that's new to me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, to be. I came across this to be honest just last week. So, Pamela, uh, yesterday Ahmed Sheikh mentioned uh, in his lecture a very interesting yeah narration. I don't want to misquote it because I just uh, heard it briefly, uh, which maybe Al Habib knows the Arabic. That, uh, yeah. 
uh, you probably know the one I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, the, I think I know. Yeah, um, the one who shaves is not from us. Yeah. Ahlul Bayt yeah, And I believe Sheikh was elaborating on this that this means you will not receive the shafa'at of Ahlul Bayt yeah, yeah, in the next in life. Yeah. On the day of judgment, yeah. you as a Shi'i, you would go, of course, you would try to seek the intercession of those who you love, yeah. those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made authority, yeah. the progeny of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Yes. You would say, Oh, Ali, for example, intercede for me, Ishfali, mm. oh, Zahra. Oh Ja'far al-Sadiq, oh Kadim, intercede for me, get me out of, get, let me go to Jannah. Mm. They would say, we don't know you. Mm. So we don't, we don't know you. And there's th- another narration that we, that, that, that Sheikh also mentioned, which is Haliqul Lihyati Mal'oon. Yes. The one who shakes yes. his beard is cursed. Yeah. One should ponder upon this. Mm. People, people might, this, this, uh, I'm assuming this question, people, because I've heard it many times as well, it's a common question. I mean, I think all, Mus- all the Muslims have heard it, but it's, it's not just specifically okay, beard or no beard. This is regarding obedience to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Yeah, a- yeah. obedience to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in any manner has to be taken seriously. Mm. Um, go ahead, Ahmed. Go ahead. Yeah, that's why uh, I mentioned in the, be- in the beginning, like you know, our, our religion is an absolute submission, and we have to accept what's given to us. But many, many of the things that there are, there have been uh, obligate, obligatory for us to uh, to do, maybe. Back a thousand years ago or thousand four hundred years ago, the Muslims they didn't know the reasons behind it, like scientific reason behind. It. But nowadays we've come across a lot of scientific research that proves why uh, it proves to us why why it was uh, one of the reasons why it was obligatory for us to do it. And another uh, reason that it was back in uh, in the time of the Prophet. Is that so? Men do not resemble the uh, the way the women will look. So there is when when they have beard, it looks a bit different. It looks different than to the woman, and that's one of the reasons, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, you got more to say? I'll move on to the next question here. Yeah, no, we have, think, we have a think, few questions, a lot done, of yeah. questions to do. Um, so that's the beard question. Inshallah, that's sufficient uh, for the questioner. If we can go on. Um, I want to see if, uh, if there's anything on, on YouTube chat before I go for the next Twitter one. Um, yeah, there is some YouTube ones, but I think that they're a bit too deep. So let's go on to the next Twitter question. Um, this one's from Sermon Fedaki. And the question is, can David tell us about his conversion story to Shia Islam? Mm. Go ahead, David. Yes. Yeah, so Very nice question, brother. Yeah. So that's long story. <clears throat> because I was not born Muslim, so there is a first conversion to Islam, which is the the Bakwi one at first, because was the the main Islam was in my place. There's no much Shia, so I go directly to the Bakwi one, and after to the Shia Islam. But for, first of all, I will mention that I'm born to the in an atheist family, so mostly are Marxist and uh, this kind of ideology. So I not came from a Christian really uh, family, and I was not agree with this. Uh, I don't know, with this uh, way of thinking. And uh, later I will, uh, I start to be interested by religion and so on. And I find the only one who credible in my eyes was Islam. So that's why I'm going to uh, the closest uh, mosque what I find, and I just revert directly without any choice between the Bakwisad or Shia or whatever. I was not thinking of something like that at this moment. 
So I go to this mosque, I revert, I start to pray and learn and so on. I was very active with them, like uh, during five years or something. Sorry, how old are you at this point? Mm? How, old, how old are you at this stage? Uh, 16. 16, all right, quite young. 16, yeah, 16 or 17, something like that. Mm. And I start to be active with them. I stay like uh, five or six years with them. Mm-hmm. I was in different association. I go to a lot of things, demonstration, a lot of groups. We work so many projects. I was very involved with them. And during this time, I start to make research because I have some data about some things we, with them. And it was the same times that the the war in Syria, in Iraq, and so on. What, what else did you have? I have thought about the, there's a lot of violence things, there's a lot of problem with the, the Sahaba. I, I started to learn uh, some bad story about them um, on YouTube and so on. And at this moment, I start to have some dude, I start to be different with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I discover later that there's a uh, lot, lot of problem with uh, Abu Bakr, Naomar, and all the things we know. And that's why I, I became Shia for this mm. reason. Mm. And to one day to another, I completely cut the bougie with them. Um, do you do you remember like the first thing that hit you that you realized like okay, this is really something that I need to take seriously? Do you I remember any specific uh, I- thing that? Uh, there's a lot of things in uh, in one go. I was watching uh, Fadak at this time. Okay, uh, all right. In English and even in French, and it was well very very strange for me to uh, mm. all these things. And I uh, going to the the Bakri mosque and ask them question and so on, but no one can really answer to that. What, what were they replying to you when you when you told they them? They don't really care about that. So, so they tell you they tell you what? This it's not important. Not important. Or don't focus about that. Or they just say nothing. Sometimes you just ask them. They stay like that. I think maybe they, they don't know. <laughs> they don't the know what I'm talking. The the worst things is like they they just don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, in my circle of Bakri friend, a lot of them they don't even know with Omar. They, they don't yeah. even know Omar. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We, we reached this point. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> they don't even know. I talk about it, say, who is it? So, right. I feel very lonely. And these are your Bakri, used to be the Bakri friends or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All converts. No, no, Bakri, Bakri and. Did they uh, class themselves as Salafi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salafi, it's even worse than that. They are Salafi in fact, but they don't class them as Salafi. Right. They just say we are Muslim. You know, it reminds me when I went to Karbala, just this Arbaeen. We came across a lot of youths that were th- that reside in Karbala, like next next to the shrine of uh, Imam Hussein al-Islam. Yes. It's uh, it reminds me that a lot of people do not know who whether like Omar or or the members of Ahlul Bayt al-Islam who they are. Like I, c- I came across a lot of youths that don't know who Zahra is, which is something shocking mm. for a Shia. They're yeah. Shia and, and everything. They don't know who Zahra is, and they don't know uh, they don't know who killed. Uh, Imam Hussein al-Islam or who killed uh, sorry I mean who killed Zahra al-Islam and uh, while you know Zahra al-Islam's son Imam Hussein is buried in Karbala mm. it was very shocking so I think yeah it's uh, I, c- I wouldn't be surprised that the Bakri themselves may not know who Omar is yeah, yeah. so yeah they, they don't know and you know, they live in the West, they don't really care about that. They just go pray, go home, and that's all. And I feel so lonely with them. Mm. First of all, because I heard all this story, and secondly, because they don't care. Right. And you I was so, like... Uh, so, yeah, from that state, from that point, where where did you go? You continued, you continued your research, did you... Uh, yeah, I continued my research since uh, two years. 
Two years after two years, that, yeah, okay, two wow. years to research, yes. Very and what you were reading books, you were because watching uh, lectures. I was very influenced by the Salafi manhaj at this moment, so yeah. for me, it was very, very big risk to become Shia. So was some things maybe I will go to hell or something like that. So that's why it take me a lot of time to move. But one day to another, I move and I said it's done. Mm, mm, mm. It's enough. I'll okay, and then yeah. So what? When did you actually take your convert? When did you actually? You uh, missed. You missed the most important thing. Uh, when I did you take your shahada? No, I, I don't take my shahada. I just go to the next uh, senior I found, and I start to like a new new convert. Like a, I convert like a second times. I reverse, let's say. So I just be, uh, start from the basic. So I start to learn how to pray and so on with them. Sorry, did I miss? Did I miss uh, when you converted? When did you actually take your shahada the first time? The first time. Yeah. When? When? When was that? What year was that? Or how old were you? Uh, what do you mean? When you took your shahada? 16, yes, yes, yes. You took your shahada yeah. when you were 16? Yeah, when I became back. I, so I think I maybe missed. I thought at 16 you said you were researching for two more years. And no, then no, 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 no. I say at 16 uh, I revered directly to the Bakri Islam and later at uh, something like 20. Yeah, there we go. So 20, 20 you took your shahada too? Uh, you became a Shia? You, you, uh, 22. 22 you became yeah. a Shia. Yeah, How old are you now? Hmm? How old are you now? Uh, 25. 25, mashallah. So three years ago. Why did yeah. you go to take your shahada for when you were 22? Or did you, you see, I think uh, you mentioned you did not. No, I did not. But I go to the next to senior I found and I start to learn with them and uh, start right. to, to do everything with them. They are, uh, the first people I found as a shahada are not Rafidi. Hmm. So that's why they don't ask me to shahada. They don't ask me to, they just say, okay, let's go to hmm. start learning like that. But you had already... Um, read yourself about uh, the enemies of Ahl Bayt and Salam. You already well read. read yeah, it. I was not in the same point on them. There was very you are ahead uh, of them. Clearly, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, new uh, con the mostly the converts are ahead of the. Yeah, I knock at the door. They open, and I, I start to talk. Uh, so, what what was your um, reaction, or how did you deal with yeah, finding well, out that people are not, you know, recognizing yeah, things that you thought is like common that, that should be commonly known yeah that was very strange because the, I know that the door they, they open they say you're Shia I say I, I want to become Shia it looked me very strange like why mm. <laughs> really and he started to ask me question why you became you want to become Shia and so on I was surrounded by them like uh, like he didn't people, trust you no 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 they trust me but I say like uh, because I want to become Shia because I hate Aisha and yeah. I heard this story and they, they become very embarrassing I thought I'd say, and they look at me. Oh, really? yeah, okay, yeah, understand, yeah. Yeah. If maybe. you were, if you were to 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 point a specific reason that, that like the final straw, the thing that said that's it, Sunni, the so-called Sunni religion is fake. That's not the true Islam. What was it? I don't know. It's it's a, it's a big. Mix it's a build-up, isn't it? It's a build-up. It's a, yeah, a build-up. Take me two years because. But you, uh, they say like the the straw mm -hmm. on the camel's back. Yeah. What? Yeah. what? And for example, during this time, during the two years, I changed my marriage as a Bakwi a lot of times. Right. Because okay. I was looking for all those other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, following the Salafi one. I became Anafi because it's, it's, it's look more free. I yeah. want to change. I was, I was very confused with, with them during yeah. a very long time. It, sorry, David. Before I fo uh, follow the train of thought with uh, the reaction you had. Yeah. What you did? Did you mention what was the first thing that opened the door for you to be like, okay, let me research this? Was there something that triggered it? Uh, yeah, because they, they the the first contact I have with uh, Shia online, I mean, they are very rafidi, so they completely destroyed the, the Sahaba. Oh, it was right. very shocking for me because they completely destroyed from Mashallah, everything. Good. Okay, 
There's like a forum or social media. Where is this? Uh, on YouTube, I watch Fadak and okay. other things also, a lot of okay. things. And they completely destroyed with, uh, it's like very easy. Yeah, because you said, because you, you you said you went to this Hussainia, you told them I'm, I convert because I have this hatred yeah, and yeah. I've, I've discovered basically who Aisha was. Yeah, yeah. I want to make a comment here uh, and, and I'll answer your question and follow up. Uh, the, unfortunately, a lot of people feel like it's some, it's somehow it's not uh, correct or it's not the, the proper way to convert to, to Shia Islam if you're doing it through the door of discovering the enemies of Ahlul Bayt. No, no, that's so the best way. This is, the be, this is the best way and it's the, it's the cleanest way, the easiest way. And it's yeah. it's it's a way that, uh, inshallah, brings uh, yeah. uh, pleasure I, to the Ahlul Bayt. And, and, and I will say why, because the when you convert from this kind of, uh, with this mindset, yeah. uh, there is no go back after. Yeah, you, you, are, you, you know, you know exactly, this and sets it firm, yeah. And some people, they revert to Shia, yeah. but not in this way, they revert because uh, for a lot of reasons, there, there so is many ways. Many even, ways. even just Tawheed alone, you can convert. Yeah, but, but it's a lot about a lot of, of reasons. But they they don't destroy their previous belief. Yeah, and if you don't destroy your previous yeah. beliefs, it will come back. Will be confused. Yeah, will be very without destroying their current belief, they won't. People don't take the initiative to even care about uh, you know yeah. checking others. But take you back to the Hussainia. So they told you they were like looking at you very strange, right? You said this yeah. is the reason. They, they were actually they were very nice with me, but they, they we are not on the same page. Right, 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 right. They right. told me yes, we are for unity with Muslim. We are not, uh, mm. you know, we, we are not like really like that. They don't want to say the word, but they don't want to really like that. Mm. Yes. But that can, I, yeah. can I ask a personal question from Brother David? Yeah. Uh, you see, I, c I come across some converts. Uh, they they always uh, get they, they tell me they get they get annoyed when they are asked right away. You know, tell me your story. How did yeah. you convert? Because this is the thing when they go to the to the mosque or to some Husseinias, you know, brothers especially from the maybe some el uh, some elders, they come to them and they get surprised like oh you're a convert because they stand yeah, out th that's very bad. so they're like oh you're a convert so tell me right away the first thing they meet they're like tell me yeah, how did you convert yeah. the, 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 the reason for that is like the mostly the Shia people uh, are the worst for that because they they not to get used to have a lot of convert from um, European people mm. they are very surprised but not in the good way sometimes they don't uh, they, some of them they don't even understand why you are there for the for the research, just uh, cultural things like you go to the Senia because there's the mm. people from your country and mm. so on. That it's very bad. Yeah. Okay. Anyone have a question for David uh, before we move on to the next question? Um, a very enlightening story, by the way, and um, ask Allah to increase you in guidance. Inshallah. And I hope that people have benefited. I'm sure there are many people out there that are currently, well, definitely there are um, in their research phase. Yeah, of and, course. And uh, we ask them to keep going. Inshallah, Taala. Yeah. Uh, someone who researches sincerely will uh, no doubt, inshallah ta'ala, if they are sincere, find the haq as Brother David has. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Let's go to the next question here. There's a whole bunch in the YouTube chat, but I'm going to ask the brothers if you can just have a look. If there's any uh, interesting one, throw it in. Uh, for the time being, while you guys check that out, I'm going to uh, drop a Twitter question and uh, I'm going to snatch this one myself uh, from Suhail Abbas Khan. And if I can ask Sapan to get this up as well. Uh, hypothetical, if tomorrow a supporter donated one million pounds, what would Rafala do with it? Brilliant question, brilliant question. Uh, very difficult question to answer. Um, where does one begin? One million pound, you can do a lot with one million pounds for the khidmat uh, and for the service of the religion. Uh, I think first and foremost, um, 
I hope this is a rich person who's considering to donate a million pounds <laughs> and they're, they're testing our ability to, to spend the money wisely. So you have to give the... But the words I say now, take them with a grain of salt. These are just spontaneous thoughts. Don't judge based on the, the, point, the points I will raise. But obviously, I mean, the first thing is that you would uh, need to devise a very strong, solid strategy uh, about how to spend this money in the most effective way possible. Uh, and you need to hire an accountant. That's probably the first thing you want to do, um, just to make sure you are doing things properly. But to throw in th some things, I mean, that come to mind. Um, I mean, a million pounds. I the, the first thing that pops into my end, it might not sound too exciting for viewers, but it's to expand the team size. I mean, that's like the no. core thing. You can't really do much without a good, strong team. I'm like envisioning like a 20, 20 person team that are mm. supported full-time brothers and sisters. You know, they support full-time. They don't need to be working or, you know, worrying about supporting their family or their children or whatnot. They're supported and they can dedicate themselves to the khidmah, a full proper team. Imagine 20 people. Yeah. Imagine now there was twenty people. We could do wonders just with just with twenty people. We, even even the remainder money is not valuable compared to the manpower you have with with people. You know, especially the narrations that tell us as Shia we should be one person should be equal to forty. This is the goal that which that Shia should try to reach. You have uh, twenty times forty, uh, say eight hundred people. That's a big team. <laughs> if if everyone fulfills that narration, of course. Th so there's that side as expanding the team. Um, I think as well if a proper strategy is put forward, that it would be wise to uh, try to um, try to initiate some projects that will allow the project itself to be self-sufficient. Um, so that it doesn't, doesn't need to rely and to survive on donations solely. Uh, now there could be a million ways that that could be done. And if it obviously it's not, it's not about doing projects for the sake of profit to make money. It's about setting up projects that will have a return in order for the khidmah and the project to firstly continue to grow and to be self-sufficient. And in that way, you have a lot of freedom and um, ability to move forward and, and do much greater projects than even the million pound could do. I think that that would be a brilliant opportunity to, to be self-sufficient in, in that way. Uh, that, you know, that can come into projects like a book publishing, um, a book publishing um, a company that translates and publishes books. It could be a, a raf of the shop. I mean, we are already doing these things, but on a much smaller scale, like translating books and uh, the, uh, a raf of the shop online with different attire and clothing with you know religious things. I think these are just two ideas that pop into mind, but there's many things that one could do. But that's definitely something on the checklist that I would think is um, greatly important. But I want to throw as well some things that come into mind, like so, some spontaneous ideas that are just, you know, would be just so brilliant to do. Um, uh, I can imagine, you know, those big banners in London, the ones that when you're driving on the motorway, you see those big uh, posters, or I don't know what the technical name is. Uh, and I don't know if they allow religious stuff on there. There's probably some strict rules, but if one could hire a bunch of those, as many as you can, and like put on it something like, um, obviously it'd have to be thought about a lot, what would you put on it? But imagine like, for example, uh, Aisha killed the prophet, and then you put like a website, IshaKillTheProfit.com or Rafa.org or whatever, mm. and you do it in a very catchy way. Um, obviously, that's just something spontaneous. There could be many things you could put on these big banners uh, to let people, uh, to let the message reach the people. Uh, personally, personally, I am. I believe that there are so many, so many sincere people out there. Maybe even for me, the majority. 
just because of the facade and the corruption and the misrepresentation of the religion by the religion of uh, of Abu Bakr, uh, by the uh, liberalist movement, by the uh, by the, by so many factors, uh, people the message hasn't reached the people. Through this kind of thing, doing this thing, which I'm assuming costs a lot of money to hire these uh, banners or these um, billboards, I think the name is billboards. Um, I think it'll be. I think that'll be something brilliant. Another thing, for example, is um, um, and if anyone else has a idea, throw in by the way for for this million pound that mm. uh, uh, is going to be donating soon, inshallah. And uh, another thing is imagine like a printing project <clears throat> where we print a lot of material. Like we make we make some leaflets, some very very well thought, well written, powerful leaflets on different aspects, aqidah, history, um, etc. And we distribute them. Um, there's these companies which you can hire, which will distribute leaflets for you. You know, they'll go to certain places, certain areas that you want them to go to, and they'll just put them in all the houses. You know, if imagine launching a uh, um, a project like every house in London, something like that, it's with a catchy title, where we print this material and we distribute it to every house in London. That might be too much because I think there's like three or four million houses in London, if I'm not mistaken. So that's I think that's a bit much. I think even would exhaust the funds. But yeah. maybe like if, if you pick certain areas in London that you know are people are here, uh, you know, potentially you know, guidable or most likely to be guided, and you just target certain areas and you just get these leaflets out there, you know, to all d- different houses and mm. just getting the message out there through this printing. And obviously, the printing project would be something that could be expanded more. Uh, giving out a whole batch of leaflets to all the Husseiniers in London for free and just distributing, getting them to distribute them out. Uh, not only in London, in other countries, translating these leaflets, having a real distribution network when it comes to small leaflets and pamphlets um, would be something so uh, brilliant for the dawah. Uh, that ties in with all like street dawah as well. I guess that's uh, related, just doing different types of street dawah and whatnot. Probably can do something like uh, professional Movie. short films. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Films. Mm. yeah. Short films definitely. Or adverts. Like like high quality. Yeah, high production. Yeah. High yeah, production high short production. films yeah. with with a, with a powerful message behind them. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's again animations you have as well like short like five minute. Could be animations. Uh, could be ad, uh, yeah. Like like te- like TED Ed TED Ed animations. Mm. Brilliant. Mm. If we, and I think they. If you if we had a million pound we could do many of those. I don't think they're like costing that much it would probably not even yeah. affect the million pound even short films if you do it like let's say but i haven't sorry sorry to cut yeah. you but imagine hiring an animator you, you'd be having mm. you'd have weekly slash monthly animations you know hiring a full-time animator i'm sure there's there's a lot of that out there that have the yeah. required skills to either already know animation or learn animation yeah having a full-time animator or animation team even that's just brilliant yeah yeah brilliant stuff that could happen so uh so hey, our PayPal is in the description, and I uh, think we've proved that our plans are worthy of your money. May Allah bless you, and inshallah, may Allah increase you in risk and uh, and um, bless you for that very good question. Um, we'll move on here. Uh, did anyone have anything interesting from um, YouTube chat? Nobody, nobody checked or nobody liked. No uh, there's a whole bunch of questions in YouTube chat. Um, I will. I'll I'll throw in a, I'll throw in a Twitter question and I'll give brothers time to to look again at YouTube. Uh, this is from I don't know how to pronounce this here. Flu du sable. Uh, I don't think it's an English word. That's Forgive me. Fun. Yeah, yeah. How do you say that? Uh, fleur, de, fleur du sable. Okay, I knew something around that. Like that. It's kind like of flower, flower scent. Oh, okay, mashallah. Um, so the question, um, and while while we answer this, if brothers can also look at YouTube chat, um, what is the progress of the film? 
the day of torture? Why is it taking so long? And can you tell uh, us why this project is so important? Um, I'll throw this one at Ahmed. Go ahead. Ah, okay. Thank you. Um, let me just have a... So I'll just repeat the question for you. Uh, the question is up, right? What uh, is the getting out now. Yeah, what is the progress of the film? The day of... You can see it on Twitter then, yeah? yeah? The yeah. progress of the day of torture film. Why is it mm. taking so long? And can you tell us why this project is so important? There's another question. Subhan doesn't need to put it up, but it's tied in. So I'll just throw it yeah. with Ahmed as well. Okay. Uh, they're asking when will the f when will we see the first trailer of the movie? I don't know if anything like that has mm. been announced. So take well, it away. Well, okay. Let's go to the first question. The progress of the film. I think, uh, I'm not sure if the, the brothers know, but well, w what we know in here is that the film has finished recording. The filming has been finished. The shooting has been finished. And right now it's on the post-production phase where they where the all the editing takes place and the graphics and everything that's all, all the film is get gets to be put together uh, which is also uh, which is also a, it's a very important uh, part of the production and uh, we could say that most you know having in mind that the shooting has finished inshallah there isn't much left it's just production, which could be about another, uh, inshallah, couple of a couple of months. It should be done. Inshallah. Uh, why is it taking so long? Well, film filming is a is something that that it, it, it can you can it does take long. You have to. It's a difficult. It. It's a difficult industry. Yeah. It's first of all, just speaking in general about films. You know, there is the crew that you have to choose. You have to be very careful to choose the right crew, the right director who understands this story. The, um, the, uh, choosing the actors who can play the at the part very well and everything, and our film is a bit different. It's a bit. It's it's. We have to be very precise. It's, it's religious film. Okay, we have to be very precise and everything. That everything should be perfect, and uh, so with with the actors with the crew, what it is that a lot of the crews they already have crews they already have booked a schedule booked a film a schedule if you should find someone if you should find let's say you find a director or something find a director already booked a lot of directors you may see or actors you may see or actors you may see in three years you know so yeah that is that delay that happened if I can add it if I can add something here quickly in my research with regards to movie production and so on earlier on. Uh, when we any kind of first launched um, the project, yeah. Taala, uh, I discovered many shocking things. For example, one of them is that for one shot that was thirty seconds, it was involving a character hmm. escaping from ca from being uh, from capture, escaping. He was he was a slave All right. involving a slave hmm. who was es escaping from the owners from his owners. All right. And that specific shot was meant to be from the jungle. To the beach or something, and he's mm -hmm. running. He's running in a in a way. The shot is thirty seconds. Mm. Shot is thirty seconds. They took a whole day recording this thirty seconds, a whole twenty four hours. Yeah, of course. Recording of this, course. this 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 repeating it, and repeating yeah, it hundred times. And even there's behind the scenes, the guy is knackered. He's tired. He's like, mm. please, can you please? And he's and he's a slave. So how about a movie that? We're not rec we're not recording uh, a st a st just a story here. Mm, or just yeah. a, no, we're recording Masumin infallibles. Mm, we have yeah. to be very precise on how they are uh, the characters are taken. Yeah. How very precise, even all the historical facts, historical every facts little detail. Mm. Yeah, I mean, shooting the film can be very hectic. Hey. I mean, the people who have gone 
to see the film or the brothers that managed the so film. So it's very, it's very normal and for, for and, and these movies to take long journey. And right. if you remember, I'm not sure if, the, if uh, I remember very well that uh, two and a half years ago when uh, Sheikh, Sheikh Al-Habib was asked, mm. he said that you, ha- you should expect the film to take quite a long time, yeah. even yes. up to five years maximum. But, but the good news, Ahmed, is we're, we're there. It's like you yeah, can, you can smell the film, you can yeah. feel the film. It's, it's on the horizon. Yeah, finished, we've finished this we shoot. Filming is done. To, yeah, kind of rest, yeah, but still yeah. continue the journey, yeah, exactly, still continue, exactly. still continue yeah. the push. There's something that's just, you feel uh, calm, because now you, before everyone was really, we have like a tension, when's the film, we need the film. Yeah. But now we're like, we're there. Like I can see on the horizon. Yeah. Um, quick and question. Part of the question, sorry, maybe, uh, okay, we go forget. Ahead. You know, the brother has asked why. Could you tell us why the project is so important? Yes, go ahead. I mean, it is very important. Like one of the reasons, just uh, I could tell you, like what brother David mentioned today, that his uh, uh, so-called Sunni friend back in the days, he didn't know who Omar was. Mm. No, there is a lot of Bakris. There is a lot of uh, non-Muslim. There is a lot of uh, Shia Muslim themselves. A lot of people, they did not know who Omar was, who Abu Bakr was, what happened to Zahra alayhi A lot of people are not educated. So to make a film, especially a film that's Hollywood film and mm. uh, can be in English and can, can be broadcasted globally, inshallah, it can be aware, it's a worry, inshallah, that uh, it, uh, everything happens and we have the success. The question the is, the question is, is it there... Can a have, it can affect a lot. Yeah. And it can educate a lot of people. And that's... That's why it's very important. It's more more important than, uh, than uh, any project we have done so far. Well, this is what we seek. We seek for the world, for the world, hmm. to know at least there is an accusation that that has been uh, put forward to Abu Bakr and Umar regarding this matter. Yeah. At least there is an accusation that states that Abu Bakr and Umar bought three hundred men from Bani Aslam with fires and brimstones yeah. to burn the household of the Prophet. To burn the house of the prophet and attack Amir al-Mu'mineen and mm. attack Fatima in the way. Yes, this is what this is what we what is this is what we see. Yes. And and there will be no Muslim who truly who truly has uh, who's, who still has his fitrah, who yes. still has his fitrah. Uh, there will be no Muslim who would remain upon upon uh, this belief mm. after seeing the film and after our push in proving this matter. And and yeah. and, matter. and as a final comment, is there a better way to let the message reach the people other than through cinema? That's a oh, question that no one can deny. Mm. But we have a we have a caller in here. Uh, I'm just going to try and get him on. Uh, Salam alaikum. Can you hear me? Hello. Salam alaikum. alaikum. You're live with us here on the Rafa the Roundtable. Uh, thank you for calling. Please uh, introduce yourself, your name, and uh, your question. Yeah, my name is Imran, and I'm calling you from India, Delhi. MashaAllah. Welcome, brother Imran. How are you doing? Inshallah, you're well and in good health and iman. Thank you so much. Father, go ahead. I always try to, yeah, sure. I always try to watch your videos on YouTube and let me tell you that you guys are doing a fantastic job. Thank you. May Allah reward you, brother. May Allah bless you. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Recently, I just uh, saw the new video you done on the attack on Fatima Zahra, please be upon her and her family. Salam Allah uh, What I saw um, in comment section, uh, many Sunni brothers were saying that if this has happened, then it means the Imam Ali was a coward in Azubillah. Imam Ali, yeah. So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
So I just want you people to clarify this for the viewers that where was Imam Ali salam? Why didn't he protect his family? Yes, yes. So just so I can uh, make sure I'm understanding, the line isn't uh, as clear as I'd hope, but I think it's clear enough, inshallah. Your, uh, s- uh, a lot of the um, so-called Sunnis, and I believe you're saying that you, you read some people that are saying that if this is the case, then Imam Ali is a coward, according to what we're saying, yeah. which is a common... Yes, thing that no, like, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So you, that, that your question is clear. So who wants to take this question? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. So, yeah, first of all, uh, he was there. Firstly, sorry, thank you for your question, brother. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, brother. Please, please stay on the line. If you have any comments or anything to follow up with, with brother David, uh, you can you can do that. Sorry, David. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you. So, first of all, the Imam Ali alayhi salam, he was there because they always say he not go out of his house, he was not there, he was coward. I don't think they believe he was coward, but they use this argument to say. The all the narrative we use is is fake. Yeah, and they they used to say that. Mm-hmm. First of all, he was there, and uh, he actually he hit Omar on his nose and his neck, which is uh, he hit him. Yeah, he hit him. Yes, yes. of course, he yeah, him. he hit him. That's some things uh, unfortunately which is not well known by Shia uh, because a uh, lot of them they don't use their own source because the the source for this you can find in uh, Sulaim ibn Kais. The, the book yeah, is the, the yeah. everything is there if you want to have so yeah he is them so he, he was there just to add on, on brother yeah. on to brother david amir al-mu'min was there in the house moments moments after umar attacked fatima moments just seconds it yeah. was a matter of seconds it wasn't a matter of uh, time and so on no, it was a matter of, of seconds as soon as amir al-mu'min heard the sarkha of fatima the scream of fatima that, that there's a man in the house that's Umar attacked her in, the, uh, in, in her house. Amir al-Mu'mineen al-Ghadban. He came like an, like an angry lion, like a furious lion. Mm. He went out defending Fatima He grabbed Umar from the top of his garments, from here. He grabbed him like this, from the top of his garments. Picked him up and hurled him on the ground, like this. Smashed him on the ground. Sat on his chest. First, step, stepped on his face. He stepped on his face, Amir al-Mu'mineen stepped on his nose, showed him mm-hmm. his place, stepped on his, on his face, sat on his chest, and he was going to kill him, as yes. the narration states. Sorry, Brother Ali. Sorry, Brother Ali. Someone in the chat, uh, I know I don't want to uh, cut David off for too long, but someone is re- commenting saying, Salam ibn Qais al-Hilali's fabricated book. This is something I hear a lot, mm. that this is a fabricate. I hear this from... The Shia as well, as heartbreaking as that can be. Yeah. Do you want to comment briefly before back to David? Sorry, David. Uh, just because I saw no, this no, comment no. is very, very important. Sulaim bin Qais al-Hilali is a fabricated... B- because Bravali, what they say... And actually, another Twitter question came regarding this topic. That's why I brought it up. Mm. They're saying that this uh, this situation or this um, story, mm. uh, according to the Shia, mm. cannot be used because apparently there's weakness in the chain. And this comment on YouTube is saying that it, the book is fabricated. So even according to you, Shia, this story, you cannot take it. And uh, Can you display the comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, bring, bring this comment up, uh, Subhan, as well. It, there's a tweet that um, I'll... I'll like sh- to, you, the last two tweets. Like the last two comments on you. Uh, no, sorry. Just to bring the tweet up. Sorry. Just to finish you what go, I was saying. Go hey. ahead. And Subhan yeah. can, can, I'll, bring, I'll, I'll can bring the tweet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing that this narration is not only in Kitab Salim. 
يعني the 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 intentions of the attack on Fatima is not only on Kitab Salim. We'll we'll discuss that with the, with yeah. after I see the question, inshallah. Amir al-Mu'minin grabbed Umar from from top of his garments, and and the narration states his his eyes were f- were were so red as if it was blood in his eyes mm. out of the furiosity, out of the anger of what's happened. As soon as he heard the scream of Fatima alayhi salam, he uh, he got up, took Umar took Umar from the top of his garments. Held him on the ground, stepped on his face, sat on his chest. And Amir al-Mu'mineen sat on his chest. He was, go- خلاص, يعني, mm, yeah. he was going to kill him. But he did not, fulfilling by that, fulfilling by that the command of the Prophet, peace be upon him. You should, we should remember that the Prophet, peace be upon him, commanded Amir al-Mu'mineen that if you don't have 40 men, if you don't have 40 men, you do not have permission to rise. You, don't, you do not have permission to rise. Mm. Though he defended Fatima alayhi salam. Not like, not, not like Uthman ibn Affan, as reporters say, that some of the killers of Uthman ibn Affan entered the house of Uthman ibn Affan, knocked him down, beat him up, roughed him up a little bit, and he was left blooded. And his wife, Naila, Naila to Bintul Farafisa. Yeah, Naila Bintul Farafisa. She came defending Uthman ibn Affan. As she dropped herself to, for, for Uthman ibn Affan, one of the one of the killers of Uthman ibn Affan, one of the one of the muqtahimin, those those who entered his house, cut her fingers, cut her fingers, and she she left, mm. holding her fingers like this. She 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 ran away, and when and when that happened, that killer, although we don't necessarily praise him, by the way, we don't praise all the killers of Uthman ibn Affan. But Salatihal, just to, just to make my points, that's that killer specifically slapped the back of Naila, disrespecting her and disrespecting Uthman when he was alive. Uthman was alive. He was just beat up, roughed up, mm. punched up. You know, why didn't he? Why didn't he defend his wife? No, Amir al-Mu'minin alayhi salam defended Fatima alayhi salam, the daughter of the Prophet. Unlike your uh, companion, who is according to you better than Amir al-Mu'minin, Uthman ibn Affan, who watched his wife get assaulted by another man and did nothing. Mm. That should answer the question, inshallah. Ahsan, so uh, sorry because I was uh, distracted. You you didn't address the Kitab Salim thing yet. Yeah, can we'll, I we'll just uh, read it, please? Can, uh, would you mind if we finish David first and we'll, we'll come so to the, that? The question yeah. is finished. That's if you want more detail, you can go to the link of, uh, we, we have the link in Al-Qatra in English. Right. Which is the, What's the article called? Uh, the article called, I don't have it in front of me, but there's an article which clearly the same question, exactly the same question. Yeah. And we got all of the details about that. Right. Uh, if you can, David, try to find an article. We'll throw it in uh, after if you can find it. Um, there's nothing to add from your side, David, huh? No, it's okay. Uh, Brother Sahil, um, does that answer your question? Was, did you have any follow-up, any other question, or is that is that, uh, is that all? I hope he's still with us. Is he? No, the phone's cut. Sorry. Mm. No, no, it's good. All right, I hope, uh, I hope that answered your question, Brother Sahil. And... Uh, uh, great question, brilliant question. I always hear that claim, um, and even the YouTube, uh, the YouTube comment, um, who claimed that uh, uh, the book is fabricated. Yes. I think Brother Ali will address that question. Sure. Um, before we do, sorry, I just, I just realized. I promised the YouTube chat that we're going to address their questions because there's a lot coming through, uh, and then we'll, t- and then we'll come back to uh, Kitab Salim's uh, point about it being fabricated. Mm. So if I can request the brothers to take a look, I'm gonna be snatching one up here from the duos, from YouTube chat here. And uh, if anyone does have a uh, question, please throw it in the chat now. 
uh, we'll be going through some of these uh, questions. We'll be going through some of these yeah. questions. So, so the duos. Do I have? Do I have to take? Or do I have to make shahada? Or do I have to make shahada after converting by the sheikh? By the sheikh, or just say it? Or just say it? By myself. Well, actually, it's not well, a requirement. Actually, it's not a requirement. Uh, it's mustahab to uh, take your shahada with you. Take your shahada with you. But it's not something that is. It's not something that is. But I would say go ahead. I would say go ahead. Why not? Why not? Very encouraged for anyone to encourage to anyone to convert to the world. Announce their conversion. Let the people see that. Let the people see converting to Shia religion. If you have just, if you now are wanting to take your shahada, call us up now, the Jews, and we can take your shahada and 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 take that step, inshallah. Um, There's another question from Carlos Gar- Garcia. Yeah, if I can answer that quickly, um, the brother said, "Is the prayer valid before cu- before becoming Shia? As I was Sunni, but I believe that Allah existed without your place and did not resemble His creation." Go um, ahead. So, sorry, Brother Ali. Brother Ahmed, can I ask you to pick one after Brother Ali, and uh, you can take one from YouTube as well as Brother David? Because there's so many. I think if if each of us can pick one, go ahead, Brother Ali. Go sure. ahead. So I understand from the question is that uh, the brother did not believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was restricted to a place, uh, time or space. Um, but to answering this question, is the prayer valid? Um, you don't need to repeat your prayer, inshallah. Al-Islam yujubu makana qabla. Inshallah, your, your prayers are uh, accepted, inshallah. You don't need to repeat them. You can just... Uh, Go with where you are, inshallah. As you, as you are a Shia, you pray the, the Shia salah, and that's it, inshallah. Inshallah. Quick answer. But that's a very important question because a lot of time I heard the, this one, and a lot of people they are very worried about that because some of them they've been, you know, back with since like uh, 20, 30 years, they revert to Shia at 50 or something like that. A lot mm. of them are afraid. No, alhamdulillah, they don't need to repeat their prayers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ahmed and David. Any question that you saw? There's a whole bunch of them on YouTube. Um, I mean, well, there is a question, but I'm not sure if um, maybe Brother Ali could help with that. Uh, one of the brothers they asked, unless it has been answered, I'm not sure. Uh, what's the What's the good uh, book in English that you can suggest that uh, you know that gives the uh, biography? The biography or uh, the right historical events that took place that kind of expo- exposes the corrupt. Sahaba, like ah uh, yeah yeah okay Omar I saw Omar. this question yeah. yeah so a book in English that will um, speak about the corrupt Sahaba yeah yeah um, can I can I just read it sorry yeah um, no it's a simple question we the, uh, the, the person wants the yeah the person wants uh, suggestions for books in English yeah. that will make clear the corruption of Sahaba like Abu Bakr and the question yeah, there are many yeah. there are many books behind the Taala that translates into English there is Haq al Yaqeen Mm. A credo book, yep. you know, b- before credo books, yeah. they used to uh, break, absolutely destroy Abu Bakr and Umar back, back in the time, back in the days where Shias used to be at their uh, their bleem, let's say. Their yeah. beam, their beam. Mm. Uh, there's Aqwal Yaqeen, Alam al Majlisi, translated maybe by Ansarian Productions, I believe. Yeah. 1,000 pages ar- uh, around. It's a credo book. You could just uh, uh, read it. And you would see how Alam al Majlisi breaks Abu Bakr and Umar and Aisha also. There is the Naswa al Ishtihad by Sharafuddin. Yeah, this is a good book. This is a good book. There is Al Murajaat by also Sharafuddin al Musawi. There is another one that speaks about Aisha, the role of Aisha in Islam, I believe it's called. Three volumes, short book. 
Yes, 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 yes. Um, the, the role of Aisha in history. I think it's called. In history. I think that's the title of the book. The role of Aisha in history. It does not serve me, unfortunately. I'll throw in one more as well. If you type in Amazon, uh, how Islam was corrupted. Yes. The first eight uh, lectures of Sheikh Al-Habib is in book form. Uh, Inshallah, just as a a small quick comment, I think people are aware now, the entire series of 96 episodes will inshallah be released uh, in the near future, let's say inshallah. This series has guided, between your your, your, your talk, this series has guided many Alhamdulillah, many hundreds, maybe thousands, and one of them is sitting on this table now, here mm. with us. Mm. Maybe you'd like to. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. this series affected me greatly when I was looking into things. Uh, as a, if you if you want me to comment quickly, uh, during my research phase, uh, I had been researching for quite a while until I discovered Sheikh Al Habib, um, and I was sort of I was sort of in a place where I was, I'd say one foot in, one foot out. I was, I was, uh, as as Brother David uh, described that it's a, it was a build up until I discovered this series, and uh, this series um, sealed the deal for me. And I only had to reach the third episode before I took my shahada. Mm. Such a powerful series. The way Sheikh breaks things down, the way he presents historical facts, and you can, you, you, you it's, it's he presents things in an unbiased manner. He brings you the the ev- evidence and presents it in a clear manner. And inshallah, this series is. Something big that will be in the English world, uh, English language, inshallah ta'ala. Next a question, question. A question report relating to, to the question of Sulaim, or, or uh, relating to the, my, the answer that I gave by Mas'ud, Mas'ud, mm. Wazil. Mm. Uh, he says, Ali, let's Fatima open the door. Mm. So have, you not, have you not heard our, our, what we have been saying? Omar kicked the door. He breached the house of Fatima. Fatima yeah. would, let's, would, would, would open the door for another man. Mm. Fatima was saying, uh, "If you believe in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if you believe in if you believe in Allah, st- get leave us. If you believe in Allah, mm. um, according to the to the to the narration, um, she even complained to the Prophet peace be upon him. She says, oh, oh, oh Prophet of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wa how quickly have Abu Bakr and Umar betrayed you? Yeah." They went attacking uh, attacking Amir al munim bec- and because he did he did uh, reject paying them allegiance, he did reject them and their authority, yeah. and remained with with the group that supported him in his house, which was Mehdad, Abu Dhar, Salman. These people, as soon as just to make it clear, when Umar ibn al Khattab came with these goons from Bani Aslam, three hundred of them, they captured Abu Dhar, they cra- they tr- captured Mehdad. Mehdad was his hand was on his sword. His hand was on his sword. His eyes is in the eye of Amir al-Mu'mineen salam, waiting for permission. Waiting for permission. Yeah. Ali Rada here says, Brothers, I thought the actual version of the story was that Amir al-Mu'mineen salam, did not get up and defend Fatima, Amir peace be upon her, as the Prophet, peace be upon his family, ordered him to be completely patient. So just to, uh, on this brother patient Ali. Patient with regards to rising. With regards yeah, to yeah. rising. Yeah, but what, but what, what Ali understood is that he didn't actually... Uh, d- uh, defend Fatima salam oh, Allah, because he was uh, uh, ordered to be patient but I would say to Brother Ali refer to Kitab Sulaim Omar did physically attack Omar but he refrained from taking it further because of this uh, him, him uh, being ordered to be patient but Amir al-Mumineen alayhi salam did uh, attack uh, Omar ibn Khattab in a form of defense I do want to move on to another question here, um, and I'd like maybe Ahmed like if you can to chime in. The, the we'll go to Salim. Let's just can. let's get some YouTube yeah. things, and we'll go into Salim. Sure. So here's a question from Rob Ox four one four one four one 
or one <laughs> brilliant brilliant name um i think you're running out of names on you on social media now everyone's got to add numbers and whatnot uh question knowing the situation of the shia reverts in some countries can be very difficult death and life matters in some case what kind of supports can be offered to them this question uh, stuck out to me because i'm uh, in communication with shia of course Shia uh, contact us through our whatsapp and email and they are Shia and in a lot of uh, difficult situations. Uh, just to briefly mention, obviously without names, in order not to put anyone in danger. But brothers in uh, in Kashmir, for example, they're uh, in big danger uh, from other uh, other people that are not willing to accept their religion. And if they do uh, speak about the religion, they'll they will be in, tr- in in trouble. Their families will be in trouble physically. And these and these brothers are telling us about their their struggle and their difficulty. And it's heartbreaking to hear this and. Even another case of a convert. Uh, it's a convert that we'll be announcing a story for on the of the SOS uh, Save Our Souls, um, where we'll be announcing, we'll be releasing their story, of course, anonymously. This convert is in Malaysia, and they are unable uh, to speak out about their religion. Even in Malaysia, I think it's known Malaysia. It's a, it's a difficult place uh, for yeah, Shia. Very difficult. Very difficult. So they they're unable to, to to tell anyone, and they're in fear of their life. So this is something common, and I get a lot of stories from people that are suffering in this way. But what can be offered? What can sports can be offered to them? Um, I'm not sure if the view, if the comment is asking what we as Khudam uh, Mahdi or Rafa the Foundation can do, or generally, if it's regarding Khudam Mahdi, and I have to be very honest about this, and it's heartbreaking because we do get requests from people all the time to support them and help them, whether it's financially or through other means. We are very limited in what we can do. We do what we can, but for example. Finance is something that a lot of them support because you brothers are very well aware people are thrown out of their family circles a lot of the time. Mm. And there are stories that have reached us and many that Sheikh have spoken about. And these people are in a very difficult financial situation. If we can, we try to help them. But when it comes to finances, people look and see, okay, you have this office, you have this channel, you have this. People think that we're really wealthy or we're a very wealthy organization. This is not the case. We're just very careful about the funds we get. We're very... um, we, we we use our finances in a very strategic manner in order to fulfill certain things, which should be like an office and a, and a TV channel and whatnot. But we're actually really struggling. And this is something, it's not a secret, it's known. If you are following the Arabic channel, when we do our donation campaigns and whatnot, we tell the stories of the struggles we're having, the, the, the bills that need to be paid, the channel that needs to be run. And then on top of that, the money that comes to us is a trust from the people in order for us to use it directly in propagating the, the religion. And we are very restricted in the ways we can use that money. We, our hearts ache when we hear these stories and we just wish that we're able to direct sufficient finances to support people that are struggling. But if it's general support, um, again, I'm stuck on there. I don't know if Ahmed or David has any point uh, views. If, if the viewer is asking what kind of support can be offered generally to these people that are in these countries, uh, should, should there be an initiative by the Shia in order to, to, to have a, a charity that is for the sake of, I don't think we have something like this, where we, we're gathering funds and donations to support yep. converts in need or Shia in, in difficult places where they might be you know, kicked out from their family or their friend circles. I don't think there's something like this, any project like this that's no, going on. Unfortunately uh, not. Yeah, this is something that maybe can be done. It's very important because there's thousands and thousands of people like that. Yeah. We know every day. Many you don't hear about. Even yesterday from the lectures, we got like five or six converts, all of them from... Uh, I think for most Mar- from Morocco, Morocco yesterday, most Morocco, Morocco. or North Africa, in North Africa, a place yeah. where the Shia Islam is completely forbidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. These mm. people are some of them are 
let's say not yeah. all, all of them are in danger. Yeah. Uh, really, they can't prioritize. They can't say even their Shia. I know people that lost their job from this. They they've told me they actually yeah. were kicked uh, out of their work yeah, because yeah. they because people heard that they were Shia. Yeah, yeah. Not even that you know they wouldn't come out. Rafidi, Barai, no, 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 just no. that they became Shia. Just to pray, it's something very difficult. Yeah. To even fast, for it's yeah. very difficult. Yeah, the hour is not yes, the same. They, yes. they got a lot of issue like that. So yeah, we. That needs to be an initiative. All the, the Shia people, the the community in the West, they don't support them. Yeah, which is very bad. We should find a way. It should to be a project for this purpose. And the, the thing is, I'm sure most of them you don't hear about them because they have nowhere to go. Uh, yeah. I'm sure if there was a an initiative done where it was it was um, publicized in a very smart way, people that are in need would start to reach out more as well. And obviously, there would need to be a way of verifying these people and whatnot. But this is something very important. There's a lack yeah. of support um, for Shia in difficult situation. I think that suffices for that mm. question. I think the brother mentioned social state benefit. That's uh, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, that's some sort of benefit people may get in Canada or America. Who are on low income? Mm. Uh, did you answer that question? In, in I don't think we did. I, I didn't see yeah. this question. What is the question? Well, no, it's the same question. But at the end of him, he says like you know, uh, like living in the poorest social levels and living on social state benefits. Mm. I think probably what he means is, from my understanding, like someone on a low income that relies on benefit. How can he be successful? Economically? I, th I think it's a different question because my one ends oh, in what, what kind of supports can be offered to them, and it ends there. Because these people oh, are okay, uh, then I'm they're not living in the West. Yeah. Do you want Do you want to read the whole question, Ahmed, that you're looking at? Okay. I, yeah, I think it's probably from the same brother. He's saying that my second question is: What should be done to enable Shias to be able to? be economically successful where mm. most of them are living in the poorest social levels and living on social state benefits. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's a difficult question, isn't it? That's a very personal question because it's dependent on the people. <laughs> but of course, we encourage people to be successful in this way. Yeah. Mm. The important point is like, <coughs> we are Shia, we are not like the Sufi people who mm. hold the people to stay poor and yeah. live in very simple. Mm. Live, Hi hide in the cave and... Yeah, yeah do your best. Yeah. We need, we need, we need the Shia to be successful, not of just course, for their own personal, uh, not for their own personal gain and and, sta and uh, stability, which is of course important, but to uh, to collectively empower the Shia. Um, I think I'm maybe diverging from the initial mm. question of the person, um, but it's linked. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, to linked. be honest, one way to answer his question, maybe from my opinion, uh, what we have done is a bit not much far from it. Like we started off without having anything, we reached out to people on the internet everywhere. We, we, when we started the, 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 the organization first yeah. in Kuwait, it, uh, it was that we reached to people who were living in Kuwait, you know, to help to donate and everything. Mm. Through donation, this is where we have reached and we have been on donation, that we have been successfully opened channels, FedEx TV and... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean effect, effectively, so, yeah, sorry, that, that's one way. Second thing, maybe what what they can do if they, especially if they want to serve the religion, they can maybe reach out to the to the maraja for so, somehow you know to ask them to support them. I I, I think these are valid ways, but I want to just yeah. bring in a bit of a different angle because what you're saying when it comes to the organization here, which is effectively that Sheikh Al Habib and those who are supported him in this in this um, uh, efforts that and this organization is that 
uh, we've been able to establish an organization yeah. that's able to support a number of people to be full-time and dedicate themselves to the khidmah, which yeah. is in a way, yes, being economically you know, self-sufficient or stable, even though we are in a stage where we're still relying on donations. And we have, a, we have obviously a strategy and a ways to go where we can really become self-sufficient. Mm. But even when it comes to the maraja, yes, um, that, is an, that is an avenue, but depends in, in what sense. I am... I, I'm, Understanding this question when it comes to Shia being self-reliant and self-empowered. Now, the mm. comment that I want to bring here is there's different ways you can look at it and there's different situations that the person is in. Now, obviously, it's clear when it comes to our calls, the, the specific call of Khuddam al-Mahdi is that we need people to rise up and give everything they have and sacrifice everything as much as they can for the cause of Ahl Bayt salatu wassalam, and, yeah. and live a life which you know may not be classed as economically successful. We're not calling towards that specifically, but that's not to say we're saying every single individual, you know, has to or should go down this path. Everyone is in a different place. Allah has placed them in different contexts, a different situation. Yeah. We, for example, have uh, wealthy supporters who are very um, successful in whatever they may be doing, business or whatnot. And they are actually there is a few uh, more than a few, but there's some key players who are, you know, any male or bless them in Yom Qiyamah, What they will see in terms of the rewards that they have uh, pushed the film to, you know, in in, in terms of financially in, in ways that others just are not able to, and as well as the general donations of the hayah. Uh, those people yeah. should they now give everything and abandon everything and and you know give khidmah? No, they they have a very important role that they have been given this risk. It's similar to the story that we all hear of, which is of course. Khadija, may Allah bless her, and, uh, uh, having the uh, you know economic success that Allah subhanahu wa taala blessed, blessed her with, which was able to fund the mission of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So we do need people who are economically successful in the in the Shia Ummah, but at the same time, because this question I felt there's something lacking. Because why are we being economically successful? If we're going to be economically successful as Shia, just to be economically successful and just to have a good life and just to be mm. stable and 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 you know. What not? That's where I maybe like you know. Let's let's think things a bit deeper. We should, no matter what situation we're in, we should be thinking how can this be used to serve our masters, the the Bayt and Salam, to serve their cause. So if we're going to be economically successful, whether it's financially successful or successful in the field you're in, whether it's law, whether it's law, or whether it's politics, or whether it's politics, a doctor, whatever it may be, engineer, whatever, how can that be used to? Empower the Shia on this earth again, not for us as Shia individuals to benefit, but so that the Shia religion can benefit. And I'll leave that there. I think it's what I'm saying is clear. Um, so uh, I hope we address that question. Do we have any YouTube comments, or should we go to Brother Ali with his very important question that we've uh, prolonged a bit more than we should? Uh, I'm taking it there's none from the brothers. Uh, Subhan, if you can get this question up, uh, Brother Ali wants to take this very important question, yeah, and I'll read it out for you, Brother Ali. I showed a Salafi, I know, I showed the Salafi, I know, the videos you translated about Omar attacking the house of Fatima, Salam Allahi Alayha. He replied saying that the attack of the door is something that even the Shia can't accept, as it can only be found in one source, which is Kitab Sulaim, and that there is a weakness in the chain. Can you shed light on this? And as an addition, there's a YouTube comment which I mentioned earlier um, who's saying that the book entirely is, fabrication. is, is fabrication. And uh, yeah, this is a very important question. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Firstly, a point to, to mention here. He said that there is no report 
that can be found or there is there is no he says it can only be found in one source which is kitab sulaim firstly who told you it can only be found in one source maybe kitab sulaim was the was the most source detailing mm. detailing bitafasil points points as as they say shara shara very precise in in what in the attack maybe this is the only source correct but who told you there is no any other source about the incident a sheikh al mufid by the way sheikh al mufid is one of the biggest scholars who say that that, that kitab sulaim has a weakness in the isnad which is aban ibn abi ayash the one who took the book from sulaim ibn qais al hilali he says he, he cannot be trusted or not he cannot cannot be trusted his exact statement is that there is a weakness in the isnad though the ma'na the the incident the incident is sahih the incident the attack on fatima alayha salam is authentic mm. according to the shia according to the shia scholars mm. don't mention to me fadlallah fadlallah is a battery mm. fadlallah is a, is a munharif is 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 a deviated person don't mention mm. to him and fadlallah is a alim Fadlallah is up there with Sheikh Al-Mufid, for example. Or is he, is he up there with the other scholars? Mm. He's definitely not there. We're talking about Sheikh Al-Mufid. Sheikh Al-Mufid says, okay, no problem. Kitab Sulaim has, has a weakness. Though the incident is is, is authentic. Mm. The incident, the attack is authentic. Mm. No one disputes that. Secondly, Kitab Sulaim is a fabrication. Firstly, you must first read Kitab Sulaim and you must read the, hist- the, his- the history behind it. Sulaim is a companion of Amir al-Mu'min He's from the Sabi'een. He wrote this book, which was which is also called Kitab al-Saqifa. Cutting the story short, his friend is, is Aban ibn Abi Ayash, which is the reporter in question. You must kind of, يعني, maybe one day I can make a mushajjara mm. of this, explaining this matter in a later time where I can expand. Inshallah. Aban ibn Abi Ayash, Sulaim first, he was... He was uh, he was persecuted by Hajjaj ibn Yusuf al-Thaqafi. Hajjaj was looking for him, for Sulaim. For Sulaim al-Qais al-Hilali, the companion of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. The one who was with him in Safin, uh, Kamal, uh, Nahrawan, etc. He was looking for him, al-Hajjaj, that's the tyrant. He was looking for him. So Sulaim al-Qais al-Hilali went. He, tra- he traveled to the east. And he sat in the house of Abad ibn Abi Ayyash, which was a Bakri. He was uh, not Shi'i then. Abad ibn Abi Ayyash is a Mutashayya. He became Shi'i. He became Shari after Sulaim resided in his house and informed him of, of the of the stories of what's happened. Informed him what Salman has narrated to him. Mm. Sulaim passed away. And the book was with Aban. Aban has become Shia now. Mm. He went to the Imam alayhi salam and he read it to the Imam, Kitab Sulaim. He read it to the Imam alayhi salam. And the Imam replied, We know this. These reports. These reports are in Kitab Salim. We know this. Now a question here uh, appears. Is that why is it that Kitab Salim in Qais al-Hilali emerged in the 4th century? In the 4th century. Why was it then in the 4th century? Why, was it why didn't it come earlier? Since it's the first book. It is the first book. It is the first book that is that, that has is. been written. Yes. Why has it reached us in the 4th century? Why did it surface in the 4th century? The people who had this book in the early times... You know what was their had or their rule? Death. I'dam. Anyone who used to have this book, even the Shias used to shake. Even the Shias at the time who used to have the book, one or two or three, they, they, they used to shake. 
because if they if this if this book is found in their house in their premise, their rule is death. They die, and this is why there is a shek when it comes to Kitab Sulaim and the other asanid and etc. Mm. I say, firstly, Kitab Sulaim is not the first is not is not the only um, book proving this matter. It's not the only book proving this matter. There are books that surfaced before it. Here I will I will make a reminder that the Kitab Sulaim bin Qais al-Hilali emerged when? Fourth century. Fourth century. This is when it emerged. This is when people knew that this these things happened as as a at a at a public, yani, as it was yani, accessible for most scholars, let's say, at that time. It emerged then. Why do we have reports, a hadith, detailing also detailing what's happened? By other books, by other sources. Like what? For example, Aslu Isa ibn al-Mustafad. Isa ibn al-Mustafad. Firstly, al-Usul. We used to have 400 Usuls. These books uh, were authored by the companions of the Imam who wrote what he, saw, what he says directly. And there, is no, there is no place of I heard, etc. No, no. Or, or he's haddathana, uh, yani, out of memory. No. Diqqa. The Shias are people of preciseness. Diqqa. He wrote what the Imam said directly. Directly. Yeah. This is Isa ibn al-Mustafad, one of the companions of Imam al-Kadhim, alayhi salam. He's from the third century. Why do we find reports in his book? In his book, Al-Wasiyah, I believe it's called, narrating to us the incidents of the attack. If Sulaim was a fabrication and it's only emerging in the fourth century, why do we have books in the third century proving the incident, mm. the, the attack on Fatima? Mm. No one disputes the attack on Fatima, alayhi salam. Also even the Bakris, bro. Yeah. And we can find these things in the Bakris, in the Bakris, Dara Qutni and the others, and the other, and the other books. There's many, but even even Shaykh al Islam, their Shaykh al Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah does not dispute that there was an attack, or or he says he tries to dispute it, obviously, but he says at the end, yes, there was an attack, but to see if there was money stolen in that house. I'm not even going to address that right now. Okay, not even address that. that Fatima and Ali salam, actually stole money. Mm. Actually stole money. Yeah. I will address this in its right place and time. May Allah bless you. May Allah bless you. Uh, where are we? No one disputes this. No one disputes the attack. The details is in question. The details yeah. is, is in question. Yeah. So we have we have one source which is Aslu Isa ibn al-Mustafad, a direct companion of Imam al-Kadhim yeah. And we have another. Narrated, this is in front of me now, I brought it up. Narrated by uh, Ibrahim ibn Muhammad ibn Hilal al-Thaqafi. He is a sahab al-Gharat. One of the one of the scholars that we have, and he is when in the earlier third, third century, mm. in the also in the third century, mm. he re, he narrated in his book Al Ma'arif, um, Al Ma'arifatu. Sorry, it's in English, so I'm not uh, able to read it. I believe it's Al Ma'arifa fil Manaqib wal Mathalib. It's, it's in English, I'm not able to read this in, sure. uh, in English sure. uh, The Arabic would be easier um, In his book, in his book, he narrated the incidents of, of the attack And he said, this is in front of me now He said, narrated by Zaid ibn Qudama Who was, was present at the time He said that Fatima, peace be upon her, right before the attack Right before the attack Right before uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab Ordered his goons to burn the door And Enter the, the, the house of Fatima. Why did he do this? Because of the orders of Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr told him, Bring me to him. Bring bring him to me. Bring him to me um, in the most um, aggressive manner. In the most aggress aggressive manner. 
Omar ibn al-Khattab orders his, his goons burning the door mm. before he kicked the door, before he entered, before he, he entered the house uh, of Fatima alayhi salam. What did Fatima say? She exclaimed out loud. Just today, early, we have about, let's say, 30 seconds before we uh, move on. We're running out of time. Two yeah? minutes. Go All ahead. Our two minutes. Sorry, apologies. No problem. Just to finish this. No problem. She explained, she exclaimed out loud, if you believe in Allah, do not enter, enter my house for I am uncovered. Mm. If you believe in Allah, do not enter my house for I am uncovered. The narrator says he attacked and he did not care about her saying. Mm. He did not care about her saying. And this is Sulaiman al-Qais al-Hilali. This is Ibrahim ibn Muhammad al-Thaqif who is, who is in the third century. To, to him, there was no Kitab Sulaim. He did not know of a, of a book called Kitab Sulaim. Yeah. Because when did it emerge? Imagine the fourth century. And secondly, uh, I require here two minutes. Two minutes. No, uh, sorry, let's say one minute and a half. Speaking about weakness in the narrations, in the chain, is it not proper to fix what's in your house before you try to fix in what's in others? Is that, is that, is that not uh, يعني, uh, يعني a sensible claim, a sensible yeah. question to put forward? Yeah. Kitab Sulaim is just a book that's, that's what we have. It's just one book. And it's not the, the umda. It's not the, the yani. It's just a book. However, Musnad Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Musnad Ahmad ibn Hanbal al-Shaybani. This book is, is the umda after Bukhari and Muslim. It's the umda. In English, please, the, the umda? See, so is the, the prominent source, let's yeah. say. is the prominent source. This book that is attributed to Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. It's a so-called, it's so, it's, so Ahmad ibn Hanbal, Musnad Ahmad no, ibn Hanbal. No. Why do we find in this book that Ahmad ibn Hanbal did not write this? If we open, for example, the first hadith, open this first book of the first volume, the first hadith, what does it say? It says, Haddathana Abdul Rahman Abdullah ibn Ahmad ibn Hanbal. So what? The teacher of Ahmad ibn Hanbal is his son, Abdullah? The teacher of Ahmad ibn Hanbal, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, narrates from Abdullah, his son, because Abdullah is his teacher. Mm. Is that, is that yani, logical? Who is this book narrated to us by? It's narrated to us by, cutting to the chase, it's narrating to us by, by a, a mukharrif, a lunatic, a majnoon, a majnoon called, called Abu Bakr al-Qati'i. Abu Bakr al-Qati'i. And this, and this individual was, was from the uh, students of Abdullah, the son of, the son of Ahmed ibn Hanbal, who added in his book, who added in Muslim Ahmad ibn Hanbal 10,000 reports. This is not for Ahmad ibn Hanbal. This is, Ahmad ibn Hanbal did not write this book. Ahmad ibn Hanbal had, uh, written, had written a hadith on skins at that time. He did not make it into a musannaf. He did not make it into a book. Who made it into a book? His son, Abdullah. His son, Abdullah. And who narrated this book to us? Ibn al-Qati'i. Ibn al-Qati'i, mm. or, or Abu Bakr al-Qati'i, who is a mukharrif. So this Musnad Ahmad is from the lunatic Ibn al-Qati'i, who is a wadda' by Ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn Taymiyyah says he's a wadda'. He fabricates a hadith. He fabricates a hadith. So please, please, fix your books. Except mm. Salim is just a book. Just a book that, that we have. This is the Umda. This yeah. is Musnad Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Yeah. 52 volumes, 40,000 ahadith. 40,000, 40,000. Kitab Salim, how much ahadith does it have? Four something, four hundred, something like something. Is that five hundred? Let's see This is forty thousand. Forty thousand. This is what the what what your your. If this goes, you have you have nothing. If this goes, you have nothing. If if Kitab Salim goes, we we are still we are still virina and Kitab Salim. We don't need Kitab Salim to prove the incidents of 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 the attack on Fatima. There are other sources, plenty of other sources to stand upon. 
May Allah bless you, brother. Alhamdulillah. No, no, brilliant answer. May Allah Allah reward you. Uh, Please, please, if you've asked that question or you commented on the chat, rewind that and watch that again. Uh, if If you pay attention now, one comment from me, if you pay attention to the things that are being said, a lot of times people are listening but they're not really listening they they're blocking things out because they feel you know this is something offensive to them or they they're not uh, they're not uh, willing to listen rewind that listen to what's been presented and consider just consider that the points that are being brought forward we're not uh, putting this out there for you just to sort of throw it in your face and be like look we're on the hack you're on the on the on the button no we're telling you here look at these things pay attention to these things and inshallah ta'ala Allah may guide us all. all his messages. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Is he ready for the shahada? He deleted all his messages. <laughs> Is he ready for the shahada? MashaAllah. May Allah, may Allah guide him, inshallah. Even the people are laughing, MashaAllah. MashaAllah. <laughs> no, no, yani, let, let's not laugh because maybe this is a sincere brother who's who's rethinking his, his tracks. Yani, may, may Allah guide so, him. If you, if, you are, if you are listening, mm. reflect. Yes. Reflect on what you're saying. I know Subhan's telling me to, 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 to end it here because we're going about an hour and a half. I do want to throw one last question, give a chance to Ahmed and David. To comment on this, and I'll just uh, add a few comments myself. This is um, from a Twitter account called General. Uh, Sapan can put this up. And Sapan, this is the last question. We'll be wrapping it up here. Um, London is seen as the hub of the Shia in the West, a very small region with a very high density of Shia. But even with this, we do not see the prop- the proportionate amount of propagation of the religion that we should. Excellent question. Why are the Shia of London not active in Tablir? If I can throw it to David first, as uh, as someone who's um, uh, grown up in the West, in France in particular, mm. someone who has most likely heard about the situation in London in terms of the amount of Shia and the amount of Husseiniyat and the amount of activity yeah. of Shia. What What's your view on this? Is it is he correct firstly? Yeah, is the proportion yeah, out of yeah, place? Yeah, that's correct. Because uh, with the number of Shia in London, there's no so much Tablir. There's nothing actually. Right. For me, there's nothing. There's That's what it looks like to you from from someone. Like, mm, mm. For for out, from outside, it's looked at there's empty. There's nothing. They right. just care about their community. They do their majalis. They do their stuff, but they don't really care about the other people. And, and no doubt, the majalis and the community work is brilliant. That's good. Yeah, no good. one's saying that's bad. That's but good, but, but, but they, you're not they, seeing tablir in yeah. its in its essence. No, that's good, but that's bad also because they used to do that like a cultural things. Yeah, turned into like a cultural it's practice. Just cultural yeah. practice. Right, right, right. They they used to go one times a year to the the lectures for Moram and so on. That's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't I can't disagree. Um, but, but the thing is, brother David, when you say there isn't any tablir, I think many Shia will turn around in London and tell you no, there is tablir. But then the question wow. comes now, David, is what's your definition of tablir? What, what is actual tablir in terms of Shia tablir? The, what, what the, the tablir we should do is to call directly the people who are not Muslim or mostly, mostly at first the, the people who are Bakri actually, yeah. or so-called Sunni, let, let's say, yeah. to, to join the true religion. Yes. We should call them with proof. Yes. We call your religion is fake, yes. you're misguided, yes. not your fault, of yes. course. You you have to uh, join the true Islam. Yes, that's a real tablir. And you and you don't see that happening when no, you say not, there's no tablir. It's not happening at all. The, yeah. the tablir they say the the tablir the the tablir let's say they they do it. It's just to do the march for Ashwa, mm. do some clips, mm. do some things like that. But they don't um, they don't target 
the people who are not Shia. Brother David, um, I did want to throw it to Ahmed. If you have anything, Ahmed, just jump in Ahmed because I just I just had a I had a point yeah. to make and uh, just jump in anytime you need Ahmed. What sure. I, what I want to say, David, is you made a very critical point. Is that you know when we talk when we speak about what is tabligh. You're saying that they should go to the people. This is what I understood from of you. Course, they should that, go that to is, the. This is let, 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 let me break it. What I heard, what I understood from you. They should go to the people, and they should be telling them that their religion is false, yeah. and that they should be inviting them to the religion of Haq. What I want to put forward to any Shia that may be listening, I don't care which uh, Husseiniya you go to, uh, which Marja you follow, which uh, how in, in what in, I don't I don't care about any of these things. I'm talking to any Shia who's listening. Do you see this happening? And this is. This is strange, and I, I always bring this point up that I am not a born Shia, and I bring that up in hopes that there's some weight in what I'm saying, that I'm someone who's uh, who comes out from outside the bubble of the Shia community. Most mm. of my life, 23 years of my life from outside, coming into it. I'm saying to you honestly, what I witnessed, look, I, I'll say it to you clearly, as a non-Shia coming into Shia Islam, I'm telling you now what I witnessed and what my perception was when I started to understand the state of the Shia Ummah. This is nothing to do with me being a supporter of this place, working with Khadam Mahdi. This is before even I, un I knew this place. I, this is the perception that I started to form, which is there's something very strange going on in the Shia community. There is something that is out of this world. It doesn't fit, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It, it, I couldn't comprehend. And this is something that no one can deny, that the Shia have an issue where they are unable to or unwilling to or don't feel the need to go to people that are non-Shia and tell them what you just said, David. Mm -hmm. Your religion is false and here is the religion of Haq. Why can't these two things be said clearly? I don't, I, I, till today I haven't figured it out, really figured it out. Many will tell me this is bad akhlaq. What's, what's bad akhlaq? I, 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 I say to the Shia, what's bad about what's bad about that? It's not it's not about it's not about being arrogant and going around waving a banner that we are in haq and you're falsehood and just laughing at people. No. It's no, about no. sincerely telling people that you this religion you're upon, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Judaism, whether it's uh, 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 so-called Sunni Islam, whether it's the deviated sects within Shia Islam, uh, the Bataria, the Zaydiya, where any any group atheism. Going to them and telling them that your religion is false. Clearly saying that your religion is false. It will lead you to the hellfire. It is not the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me show you the real true religion. And here are my evidences. And saying that confidently to the to the non-Muslims. And of course the most sensitive area, the, the place where the Shia are most unwilling to do this is with those who are Muslim on this planet that are not following uh, the Shia uh, religion. Yep. And those are the people that are supposed to be, quote unquote, that you, that everyone is saying closest to us. Of course. We're always crying about uniting with them 24-7. So they're the closest people to us and they're the least people that we are willing to go and be honest with them. Imagine living in a house with your family members and finding Tashaya and then not speaking to them clearly on this matter. So really the tabligh is, is not there. And sorry if I'm, I'm, I'm going on a bit here of a, a ramble. I just want to make one, 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 one last point on this is for example, just to take an example, of, uh, um, and, and I'll end it on here, um, Sapan is waving to me. Yeah, last mm -hmm. point, brother. Um, may Allah bless him. And again, I want to just bring Sapan in because he's running the whole show by himself and uh, he's 15 years old, may Allah bless him. Wow. Uh, um, I think he's getting tired or what, but may Allah reward him. Um, so one example, just one example, and I'll, I'll end with this. If we look at the Who is Hussein campaign, 
Who is Hussein campaign? I'm sure no one has not heard of this campaign. It's across uh, the West entirely. I don't know now if it's beyond the West or not, but it's no, across it's, the whole of the West. It's not even on the West. It's not just the West. Even it's in Africa. Even in Africa, they're, they're doing it. And it's, it's 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 in all the, for me, at least my experience, is from I've seen it from a university angle. When I was in uni, I was, I was seeing it there, and it's in all universities in, 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 the, in, in this country and most likely other countries. It's, and it's known they come with a bottle of water and it has you know the, something on the water about Imam Hussein, about who he is. I'm not um, saying that they're doing something wrong in trying to introduce Imam Hussein to people. And inshallah, their efforts are accepted in, in the good sure. that they present with this. But if I'm to be very clear and honest, the campaign is not in the right direction that it needs to be. And I humbly ask anyone who is listening and supporting this campaign to take my words as a, a, a criticism in, for the sake of improvement, not to attack or belittle anyone's efforts. And I'm saying to whoever is running this uh, uh, campaign and, and whoever's involved in it, my sincere advice is that the direction of this campaign needs to change. It, it has reached um, many people. It's, it's a large campaign. It's been successful in many ways, but it needs to change direction in the sense that it needs to represent Imam Hussein Ali Salam in the true way it, uh, it should be, which is to tell people about the stance of Imam Hussein. And the stance of Imam Hussein Ali Salam is well known that it was a stance against Saqifa. This is very well known. It's not disputed. No one, I don't see anyone arguing about this. This is known. This needs to be shown in the campaign. This is the stance of Imam Hussein. Imam Hussein didn't lose his blood for us to just go and give a small fraction of his stance or his story or who he is. This is a disservice in a way to Imam Hussein. I'm not belittling the work, but in a way it is. We need to give the complete story of Imam Hussein. And the campaign of who is Hussein should be, this is who Hussein is. He made this stance. He sacrificed everything for the sake of Allah, to stand against Saqifa. Let me tell you about Saqifa. Let me tell you about how Islam turned uh, and was uh, 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 shift, shifted into a corrupt, political, power-hungry, tyrannical, terroristic system. And the true Islam was sidelined. And here it is. Let me tell you about this true Islam. If the campaign changes this into this direction, you'll be seeing converts in numbers that you haven't imagined. And I'll leave it at that, inshallah ta'ala. Last few words from me is, uh, please, if you can support us on our GoFundMe page. Subhan wants to put that up here, that would be great. We're trying to do more live shows, more podcasts. We want to do more regular ones. Right now we're doing bi-weekly. We want to be doing weekly podcasts, different shows. Ali Habib has brilliant ideas. Brother David has brilliant ideas, I'm sure. Brother Ahmed and Sayyid Mehdi also have ideas as well as me. We want to do more shows for you guys, different types of shows, different formats, different topics and, and whatnot. But to do that, we need certain equipment. We can't rely on just FedEx TV because they are um, using their equipment a lot of the times. They're very busy as a full-time TV channel. So please go into our GoFundMe page. You'll find it on our social media. It may be on the screen right now. And uh, please do support us. We will uh, we will really appreciate it. And inshallah ta'ala, you will benefit from the new content that we'll be able to bring. Uh, I'll leave it for any comments in the brothers. You want to say salam alaikum? You want to end it here? Uh, I think I was going on for quite a while there, but I, I got a bit passionate about the uh, Tablighi situation in London. I have a lot of brothers in London that I love, so I just had to you know, get my heart out there. So inshallah, we see some improvement and uh, I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. Uh, inshallah, dear viewers, we'll be doing a Q&A in the future again. Uh, we're thinking for a future Q&A to be a themed Q&A. Let us know if you have any themes you want us to tackle and inshallah ta'ala, we will uh, do our best to provide content that you will benefit from. Thank you to the YouTube uh, um, commenters who sent in their questions as well as on Twitter. And inshallah, we'll see you next time on the Raf of the Roundtable. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.
ننشر السلام في الأمجاء ونعمر Let's go.